Well, hello again. This is Ray Morales for The Blind Spot. And today my guest is Terry Dodge. Terry, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ray. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So let me get this straight. You were a Marine? Yes, sir. United States Marine Corps. Hoorah. Hoorah. Well, thank <laughs> you very much for your service. Well, and uh, it's very fitting since this is the day after uh, Veterans Day. Right. So um, tell me a little bit about that. Why did you choose the Marines? You know, I always think about that. I, I never, it was never a choice for me. Oh. I never considered anything else. <laughs> wow. Well, see, I was in Army ROTC throughout high school, and I always thought I was going to go into the Army, but uh, that didn't work out. I just went into the Air Force. <laughs> so, um, and I just, I took the sissy way out, I guess, serving I, in the Air Force. Only thing I can say is that, because, you know, over the years, especially when I was in the service, uh, I'd run across people, you know, that were in the Army or something, and we uh -huh talking back and forth and then they'd be and uh they'd be like yeah you're crazy joining the marine corps i said no way was i going to do that right i'm thinking well i don't know if i'm going to go to war people say they're the best i want to be trained by the best then <laughs> i don't want to take an easy way out <laughs> yeah i never thought of that <laughs> well it was peacetime when i went in so i just uh, war wasn't even in the back of my mind right same with me but well, I, we, we did have the whole Iran-Contra stuff happening at the time I went in. Oh, yeah. So it was a different generation, that's for sure. I'm a little older than you are. But when I went in, I was thinking, well, you know, if I'm going to be at war, I'm going to be up in the air, out of the way, not on the ground. Yeah. It didn't work out. I, I didn't become a pilot. I was a, I was a dental hygienist. Yeah, when I was in boot camp, they were riding us because of all that iran stuff you know and then uh-huh and then after boot camp i went to my mos schooling and that's when the marine corps barracks got hit oh yeah yeah i remember yeah. that well yeah when we i had just i didn't really know them but i knew of we had a couple ammo techs that were actually got sent there and lost their lives well so that was your mos you were ammo tech yeah so how long were you in the marines I was in just the, the four years, whatever. Okay, you did your, <laughs> did your enlistment and then got out? Right. So what did you Wait, do I'll after I'll kick myself out? for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wonder, if, you know, if I'd have stayed in, how it would have been. But uh, I'm glad I got out. I I do miss it. I miss the camaraderie. and uh, Right. But uh, I, I got out and I worked for a contractor. And um, I was working at Air Force bases all around the country. So I, di I didn't uh, really have to miss it. I, I got... I stayed in touch with some of those guys. So uh, after you did the Marines, what did you do? Well, then I kind of, you know, bounced around looking for work. And that, that was, I mean, when I went into the Marine Corps, I can remember at that time, is this, we're looking at 1982. Yeah, 1982. I can remember, you know, going and filling out applications for jobs at the time and waiting in line of like 300 people right. for, for one position. And, you know, actually, when I got out, I was stupid for getting out because it was the same way when I got out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the economy didn't uh, get any better. I don't know. Right? No, it was about the same way. Yeah. At least in my area. Right. right and where are you from? Uh, Rockford, Illinois, northern oh, Illinois. Yeah, yeah I, I live in uh, O'Fallon, Illinois. If you know where that's at. It's just 
kind of central Illinois, southern Illinois. Okay. Yeah, we're all the way up. We're like 20 miles, you know. Oh, I know where Rockford is. South of Wisconsin, so. The the company I worked for um, was a national painting company, and they were out of Rock Island, so I'm familiar where Rockford is. Okay. Um, So, let's see. um, After you got out, you went um well yeah who did you work for what what did you do well i i was looking for work and stuff and then i met my wife and uh, Uh then we ended up getting married and then you know starting a family and stuff so that was about a five-year span there and then i ended up landing a job at s-wing manufacturing that okay they uh manufacture full-length steel hammers and I oh, worked yeah. in the forge department there for 28 years until, uh, well, you know, unfortunately, my eyesight just got so bad I had to step away from it. <laughs> right. And, Which uh, was hard to do. Uh, tell me, why? What, what happened to your eyesight? Well, it you know, was it a hereditary thing? What is it? Uh, well, it's service related because when, oh. when I was checking out of the Marine Corps, I, I don't know why I was 23 years old, but they discovered that I had a very aggressive strand of glaucoma. Oh, okay. And I, I had readings that were like in the forties and stuff and they could, they, they couldn't believe I wasn't in pain or anything. <laughs> like, no, I'm not in pain at all. I don't know what you're talking about. So how, how it was service related. How's that possible? Uh, I have no idea. Hmm. I, I, I wonder, I, I often wonder, because I don't know, I heard a couple of years ago that uh, the Marine Corps admitted that there was nuclear bombs stored at the Okinawa ammo dump, Uh huh. and I worked at that. I, I don't know if that's somehow related. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. The radiation. I don't know the first thing about it, so I'm sure. Yeah, I, I don't have... know either. All well, I know is they, for whatever reason, they said service related. And... Well, praise the Lord for that. Right. VA has been taking great care of me since. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that are not service related that should be, and they're fighting to get their benefits, you know, so praise uh, your lucky stars and the Lord above that you're getting your, uh, your benefits. So, um, so it's glaucoma, you say. So why don't you explain to my listeners that may not be familiar, what is glaucoma and uh, what is the treatment and is there any cure for it? Well, no, there's no cure for it, unfortunately. Uh, Glaucoma is, from what I understand, it's uh, the type of glaucoma I have. I guess there's different types, but the type I have, uh, my eye doesn't drain. You know, the fluid in there and the gas pressures, whatever, it, it just keeps building up because it won't drain i've had at one time they gave me a laser surgery Mm -hmm. on the bottom of my eye trying to open it up because they say the the pigment of my eye on the back side of my eye flakes off and those flakes pile up (laughs) at the bottom of my eye and i guess there's like little holes there where water's supposed to drain or whatever liquid liquid's Uh supposed to drain and with the flakes falling there all the time it plugs it up so they tried to clear it up with the laser but that that didn't work at all that had an opposite effect as a matter of fact oh oh yeah my my, my pressures went through the sky after that they couldn't believe it 
Wow. And then at that time, because they, they went so high, they gave me this real, I, I don't know what the name of it is, but it was a gel. And they said it was like real old school stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from the 60s. But they said my pressure was so high, they wanted me to try it for as long as I could. I had to put it in every night. And I mean, it just, what vision I had, it just ruined it, you know, for days. Wow. And then it just got, you know, I told them I couldn't do it anymore. So they said, okay. And then they checked me again and it worked. It brought my pressures back down. So, wow, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess you're live with this all your life then I'm sure. Right. No. What do oh. you well since the Marine Corps, yeah. No, I mean you're gonna live with this. Oh, oh yeah, life. yeah, right, correct. So uh what uh is your prognosis? I mean what well, would expect you to to do? Uh there's well, there's not much I can do. They've you know well to tell the story you know, correctly, uh, when I was checking out of the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. yeah, it was so bad. They told me right then and there, they yeah, they brought in, you know, these top officers and stuff to look at me and everything and they told me right then and there they said well we're going to tell you right now that you're going to be blind by the time you're 50 oh wow that's always nice to hear isn't it yeah (laughs) and uh you know hey they're pretty close to being right (laughs) because right now i don't have a left eye my left eye is completely gone i had retinal detachment in that Uh so all, all i have now is my right eye and all I have is central vision in that. I have no peripherals whatsoever. And now over this last year with surgeries and stuff that I've had done to my eye, and I suppose it could be age two, I have now de- am developing cataract, which is, you know, unfortunately right dead center in the center of my vision. <laughs> right. The only vision you have left. The only vision I have left. So, yeah, this wow. is making things, you know. Life. insult injury there yeah well try try to work through it that's all i can do <laughs> so are you oh. still working or do you, do no work? no i had this i had to stop working in 2019 i uh, basically where i work you know i ran a drop hammer right in the forge industry and o- over the last 10 years or so the company really invested a lot of money and they upgraded to uh, using robots and stuff right <laughs> to do the much of the job and I was pretty good with the robots I learned how to program them and stuff and could do stuff and there was just one day we had a maintenance problem and I thought it was fixed the person told me it was fixed whatever and those robots are all enclosed in cages because when they move they you know if you're in the way they don't care don't, no they don't see you they're blind. well anyway I, I i went through and i checked the area real good and everything and i locked the gate and i started up a robot and our maintenance guy was in there and he comes oh and I, I was like oh, it's scared i mean he's a good friend of mine it's scared i said that's it i, right. I how, how you know i missed him <laughs> that was wow. on me i i missed him it's because of my eyesight and I that could end really bad. Yeah, I can't put people's life in danger like that. <laughs> right, and that's what happens to us. Uh, most of us will uh, will have a very scary event that yeah. happens. It, it just changes everything for yeah. you. Yeah, scary enough, you know, you'll never forget it. <laughs> right. Uh, I was interviewing a guy. He said that he was uh, truck driver. He was driving a truck for his job, and um, he almost hit a lady. He never even saw her. He just, he came yeah. up out of his blind spot 
and he didn't even know he had a blind spot there until that day. And so he just laid his keys down and walked away. That was right. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it was 2017 I lost my driver's license. Uh-huh. And actually I should have lost it before then. <laughs> but I didn't because we had the mail-in thing, you know, here. Oh yeah, yeah. So I went ahead and mailed it in and they sent me one. So I ended up driving four years and what I was supposed to longer than what I should have. Well, but then, you're lucky you didn't but hurt anybody. Yeah, and so, you know, I never hurt anybody, but yeah. So, you know, a doctor told me, he said, man, this is going to mess with your head, not being able to drive at your age. It oh, doesn't, yeah. it does not bother me one bit at all. Really? Oh, <laughs> no, man. because I know I shouldn't be driving. Oh, well, there you go. That, mine was just the opposite. It just uh, one day I could drive, the next day I couldn't. And it really messed with me. Oh, I, I, I'll, I'll admit, I hate the fact that I just can't get up and go. Right. Yeah. I, I hate, I hate that because I'm a, I'm an outdoorsman, <laughs> you know, I just, that drives me crazy that I just can't, you know, go when I want to go, but right. I don't want to drive. I know that. <laughs> so do you do a lot of hunting, fishing? What is it that you do that uh, makes you an outdoorsman? Uh, I've always been a fisherman, I guess. My whole family's always been fishermen. We like to wade a local river for smallmouth bass. Been uh -huh. doing that ever since I was a kid. And I once I got family, you know, all gone and everything, and we got our lives all in order and kids in high school and stuff. Then I got involved in a Illinois fishing group called the Illinois Smallmouth Alliance. And they're a conservation group. And we were involved with uh, improving the habitat of rivers and stuff and, you know, cleaning up garbage and right. taking care of the health of the rivers and stuff. So is Rockford, is that a river city? Uh, well, Rockford's interesting. I, I think Rockford's a very good river city. We have the Rock River and we have the Kishwaukee River. There's a couple other smaller rivers within the area. I think the Rockford area is, should be known as the North Woods of Illinois, I guess. <laughs> There are some good, I mean, the Rock River up here, the Pecatonica River dumps into the Rock River. And uh -huh. uh, the two last state champions, uh, sorry, the two last state record walleye have come out of the Rock River in Pecatonica. Oh, man, I love walleye. I would say a funny story with that. A high school kid, his dad woke him up to go walleye fishing. It was like on a February morning, I think. Uh-huh. Cold. So they're out there early in the morning and the kid's pretty much asleep, I guess, in the boat. <laughs> and his dad hits him and says, hey, you got a fish. Reels it in. He's got a state record. Wow. High school kid. So, you know, he was a king at high school. Oh, sure he was. You know what? That record lasted a week. <laughs> <laughs> Guy broke it the very next week. <laughs> it's amazing because some, some records last years. Yeah. Some just last a few days, like you said, so. That's crazy. But uh, no, I have seen some very impressive uh, pike uh, muskies coming out of the Rockford area. It's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, those, those are big fish. Uh, down and here where I live, the, the biggest we get is uh, alligator gar. Ooh, they <laughs> can get big. They get big, but they're not, um, they're not good to eat. I don't eat fish. I just catch and release. 
Uh, yeah, well, I used to bass fish a lot back in the 80s, and uh, that's when all those bass fishing programs were on TV. Yeah. I got wrapped up into it, had a little boat and everything. I'd go every every day, right after work, I'd get that boat in the water, and I'd be out there fishing for bass. Uh, biggest one I ever caught was a four-pounder. Mm-hmm. And you hear these big record fish down in Florida, the 25-pounders and stuff like that. But uh, I just, I wouldn't know what to do if I, I lunked into one of those. <laughs> so we can sit here and talk fishing all day. I, I love to fish. It's, uh, my son, he loves to fish also. He's getting well, my grandson into it. So Since we're talking about fishing, I, I'll take this opportunity to plug something. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Go ahead and plug it. I ran, you know, being blind, I try to, you know, look for tools and stuff that are going to assist me in you know, doing my fishing. <laughs> right. Uh, Cause I'm a weight fisherman. So I'm usually standing in the middle of the river and stuff. I don't right. have a tackle box or anything. I got, I got a vest that I keep stuff in. Yeah. But uh, I ran across this thing called a line buddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got a, it's weird. It's got a needle on it that detaches from the tool itself. That, so you can, uh, you can thread your rod. Oh, wow. You know, it, it just slides right up there and it, and it puts the line right through the eyes and everything for you. Uh-huh. It's got a magnet thing on it that'll hold your hook in perfect place so you can slide your line into it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it's a very nice tool for blind people. <laughs> I was wondering about that because uh, I've had to give up fishing because of my my eyesight. I just can't, uh, I can't tie the hook anymore. So how do you get around that? Well, this tool, this line buddy, it has, uh, I gotta, I gotta work with mine. <laughs> uh, cause I've used it a couple times out in the river and it, I couldn't believe it. Yes. It actually did what it was supposed to. And it actually got me out of a couple tight situations for being a blind person. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this thing is, it's, it's got, I got to play with it because it's got a little tool on there so you can do everything, you know, thread, thread the hook and tie the knot all in one motion kind of. Like. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, you know, of course, it's a new, new tool. So you got to learn to work with it. And that's what I usually do in the winter. <laughs> Stuff like that. Practice over the winter. Sure. Right. Makes sense. Because you don't want to try to figure it out when you're fishing. Oh no, you don't have time. Right. You'll miss you want, a big you want to enjoy yourself. <laughs> exactly. Or you know, you're sitting there and you got your, your stuff floating on the water and it's kind of hard to do. Right. But I'm I'm telling you, anybody that's you know likes to fish and struggles, you know, with, with their eyesight and fishing uh-huh. and stuff, check out the line buddy. So where where do you find a line buddy? Uh I ran across it on YouTube. Okay. And boy, I sure would like to, you know get with that guy and i think it'd be a great product that somebody like um project healing waters you know should look into it oh explain that for for my listeners project healing waters what's that uh project healing waters is uh like a fly fishing uh group i guess you call it i don't mm-hmm. know if, it's, it's a nationally known group okay they, they, they take uh veterans out disabled veterans out fly fishing 
usually in Illinois has one, I think, in the Chicago area. Okay. I think I got, I had a friend here in the Rockford area who I got to get a hold of him. He said he was going through training to be a guide, whatever, because he uh-huh. wanted to start one up here in this area. Okay. Oh. Cool. So project, what was it? Healing Waters? Healing Waters, yeah. All right. And I guess you guys can find it online. So I know my listeners are really good about finding stuff on their own. So <laughs> let's see. What else can we talk about? Oh, you, uh, you're you involved in a newsletter, aren't you? A monthly newsletter? Oh, yeah. That's how I'm kind of because my uh, days fishing have become I used to when I used to fish like five days a week. Uh-huh. I'd, go, I'd go fishing before work because I work second shift. So I'd go out fishing a couple hours before work every day and stuff. And, uh, but with my eyesight, my, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy fishing and it's just not becoming that enjoyable anymore with my eyesight. Right. So in order to stay connected with the river that I love so much, I just, I've always looked for information on the river and different, you know, things about the river and stuff for years. I've done that. And I just have all this information. So I decided I want to put it all together into one little, little newsletter and for everybody to enjoy. Cause I just think it's time this area has one. Most watersheds or rivers have something like this, but the Kishwaukee river doesn't. So I just thought I'd be one started up. <laughs> oh, cool. So why don't you explain to my listeners pretty much what you cover in your newsletter? Um, basically, I'm trying to just focus on the communities that surround the Kishwaukee River because there's a lot of small communities from uh, Sycamore, Genoa, uh, Kirkland, Cherry Valley, Belvedere. And they all have, you know, very unique things. There's businesses like in Marengo, there's a business, I think, uh, it's called Kishwaukee Brewing Company. They make their own Kishwaukee beer. I mean, oh, sweet. Now you got me. Yeah, I never knew that. You know? <laughs> so I thought this is the kind of information people would like to know. And Oh, yeah. Nice. So do you do interviews and uh, talk to the people in charge, that kind of thing? Or I plan on doing that kind of stuff, hopefully. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I'm also... Uh, I got a special little creek here that I've always fished my entire life. And back in 2008, I started noticing some problems with it while I was fishing. And ends up there's a garbage dump, Winnebago County garbage dump right on the creek. And they discharge some pretty gross looking stuff into the creek and they've kind of uh, ruined Horrible. So, yeah. I, I, I raised hell about that for ever since then and when was that probably 2012 i think it was i had a article written up in a newspaper that turned heads down state i guess in the capital about the problem but you know that all sounds good and stuff but all this time and all my whining and crying about the creek's still the same way and nothing ever got done about it well, it takes time. To, uh, change does take time. I know that for a fact. But um, they say the the wheels of government, are, they turn slowly. But keep at it. Keep plugging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I'll call them out. <laughs> yeah, hopefully someday, some after you're long gone, someone else will take up the torch and they'll uh, they'll keep a fire lit under those guys. Well, actually, you know, it's not the garbage dump. It ends up, you know, after chasing down who's responsible for the watershed management of the garbage dump, it all falls on the state. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, someone in the state. I mean, yeah, it's the state is a hundred percent responsible. So. Yeah, they're not, thing, their job is conservationist at all. So my my thing is I don't see what the problem is because actually there's two dumps on this creek that use the creek. There's uh-huh. Montego County that uses it, and then there's just like half mile up the street is the county line, and then there's Ogle County dump there, and they use the creek also. Never had a problem with them. I know where their drainage comes in at. There's always people there checking it to making sure it's right. It's crystal clear water that they dump in there. They treat it somehow or something. I don't know. But so I've, never had, I've never had a problem responsible with them. Then. Say that again? They're being more responsible. Correct. Well, and plus, they're set up correctly because, I mean, a garbage dump does have drainage. I mean, you can't stop or seepage. Right. Whatever you want to call. But they have a big, I mean... A good half mile, like I said, or maybe three quarters of a mile of field that kind of drains for a draining area before it reaches the creek. Right. And for any seepage or anything like that. Where That's Winnebago County area, Winnebago County's, their dump is directly right on the creek. Okay. There's no room for anything, yeah. filtering or anything. Right. So that's the problem. Why they even allowed it to be built right directly on a creek? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Some of the things government does, or yeah, a creek, you know. I guess but I, I don't see why they just can't say, "Okay, you got the two garbage dumps." Uh, who else? I, I'll put the county boards for each county, and just you know, why can't y'all just pitch in forty thousand dollars a year at, for a watershed management program? <laughs> You know what I mean? That's they uh, they need to do something. Um, there needs to be some kind of um, maybe the EPA can get involved with that. <laughs> nah, I, I don't deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, let's get off this topic then, and let's move on. So, uh, okay. what what uh, what other things do you like to do besides uh, fishing? I uh, play music. Oh, cool. Tell me. Yeah, I've been been a singer-songwriter for my whole life, I guess. (laughs) Uh, You play guitar or you play? Yeah, I play guitar. Okay. And uh, what kind of music do you like to play? Uh, Original. Okay. Uh, What's Uh, called music? I I, I like to call my music uh, in-your-face folk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's folk music, but a little bit harder like a hard okay. rock version i don't know okay so some songs not all songs i don't know i'm just different <laughs> all right well kind of hard to put a description on it then <clears throat> what um have you played um any big venues or you just uh play for fun or do you gig a lot no i i stopped uh playing out uh number of years ago my voice changed whatever and i just don't sing very good anymore <laughs> okay 
But nice. my, my the highlight of my career was uh, I used to write songs for a local radio station, just goofy, fun songs, you know. Uh huh. And uh, which I was popular in the Marine Corps for doing that too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wrote a couple songs for this local radio station, and then they had a big uh, party at the end of the year, or whatever, and they invited me to play the song that I wrote for him, which ended up, I opened for Carrot Top. The oh, comedian. cool. <laughs> so that's I my, like, I like Carrot Top. Yeah, that's He's my funny. big thing. Well, cool. Yeah, I hear yeah. that he, uh, he has his own theater out in Vegas now. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a pretty big deal out there. So, um, other than music, what, what are your other interests? Uh, uh, building websites and stuff, I guess. Okay. How'd you get into that? Uh, I don't know. I just kind of started doing it for my, uh, fishing website, just to mainly keep as a personal log book for myself. Uh huh. But then I just, you know, kind of decided to just let other people see it if they want, whatever. So, and then I kind of thought I was good at it. So I just kind of offered to help other local area groups or out outdoor groups organizations if they're looking for a online presence right I, i'll i'll go ahead and build them a basic website that's not i don't consider myself to be any kind of a pro or anything so right but i can build a nice looking website that works i think good for somebody who don't have a online presence right did you do the one for your uh, newsletter yeah that's a nice website okay like well thank you yeah and I, I i i helped one person out already called uh mending ministries if you uh -huh. want to look that up that's a website i built for them okay uh, i might want to talk to you a little bit after this is over and uh talk to you about getting a little web presence for my podcast yeah yeah not a problem and i don't charge for the stuff okay cool <laughs> um yeah i'm just here to help out you know right no, I but i know the i enjoy I know the website company or, I mean, um, somebody charges something for the website. I know that um, you have to no. have your, what, what do they call that? The the URL? Yeah. See, now that's that's the thing, though. Yeah. If you want that, that's a whole different story. Well, <laughs> I build free website? website. Can you have a website without that? Without what? A URL. Uh, well, some people, it's a. You can have a website, a free free website with Wix. Uh -huh. you, have, you have to create a, a email address. Okay. That, that's going to read what you want your URL to say, basically. Okay. Oh, you, well, know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it further okay. off, after the interview, but I'm um, sure we, we don't want to bore my uh, list. Right, right. This. All right, so moving yeah. on. Um, what what does your future look like? What what to you? What do you want to do in the next five years? Uh, well, I can tell you uh, right now. I need to get back to uh, the Heinz um, Blind Rehab Center, right? Because <laughs> uh, with this cataract and stuff, you know, I'm really struggling seeing things. And uh, I've just recently learned how to use my uh, speech. Now, are you able to read? Uh, no, I cannot read. You uh, cannot read at all? 
No, yeah. my my vision is fractured. It's um, what I tell people is when I look at your face, it looks like a Picasso painting. Okay, and not in a good way. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, I my uh, my vision loss is due to a stroke that I had in uh, twenty twelve. Okay. And um, yeah, it was it was uh, pretty much devastating. Now I don't I don't know the exact. There is a name for what I have, uh, but I can't pronounce it. <laughs> but basically, it's I lost half of my vision in um, in just the blink of an eye. <clears throat> um, so it takes the bottom half of my eyeball, and it's like somebody draws a line across it, and then from the the top down, it's all blank. So it's not black; it's just blank. Okay. So I can't see anything below my waist. Pretty like much. white, then, right? When you, uh, it's not white actually. It's just not there. It's it's kind of like, um, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I, I know what you're talking about. I get that a lot. Yeah, it's it's not like a floater or anything like that. It's it's just um, it's hard to describe. It's just like it's not there at all. Yeah, like I, I can hold my hand out in front of my face and I can see it, but as I drop my hand down and down and down then it disappears yeah totally it's not like it goes black you know around it it's just i guess because the eyeball or the brain is trying to fill in the 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 empty space around it Mm. and so it it gathers information from all the pixels around it to create an image behind it and it kind of is um just blank yeah best way to say uh, so that's how my my eyesight is like, and so it's dangerous to walk because I, I trip over things. Um, so I use my white cane all the time. Okay, yeah, I I always use mine. Yeah, I um, when I, I get out in public, for distance sure. to using it at first. There was that resistance to using it at first, but um, I guess I was in denial. But like everybody, that it happens too quickly. See. I remember when I was at Heinz the first time. Yeah, people were absolutely seemed like they were totally against that white cane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I love, I love it because it keeps me from getting hurt. <laughs> right, and it it lets others know that you are you visually impaired. And that's the biggest thing. My wife said she noticed that immediately when we, you know, after I got my white cane when we go grocery right. shop, and she said, yeah, she noticed immediately that people would see that I had a problem, and they kind of steer away from me oh yeah where before they seemed like before i had the white cane they were annoyed with me and (laughs) because i must have been walking weird or something yeah you walk to you lean to one side or the other and yeah yeah whatever (laughs) um yeah i i I like my cane now because i feel like moses when i'm walking through the airport people part like the red sea you know (laughs) they give me plenty of room but uh hey i found a cane online that uh is a lighted cane it's it's pretty cool it's led lights it looks like a lightsaber oh yeah yeah and so if you if you do a lot of night walking that would be a good good cane to have uh it's very sturdy they say and uh it's pretty neat i just did we talked about it on my um on on our group um on um what is it called um Oh, what do you call that? Uh, Facebook group. 
Yeah, we have a Facebook group called, um, what is it called? Help me out here, Terry. You know about it. Uh, the Blind Veteran. That's it, yeah. BVA? National Blind Veteran Association. Yeah. NBV, NBVO, organization. National Blind Veteran Organization. I'm a horrible spokesman for this. B- B- <laughs> BVA. No, I'm a member of the national, the BVA. Oh, okay. That's Blinded Veterans Association. I am a member of that. But uh, a bunch of us Heinz graduates started our own program to help guys that um, that have been through any BRC nationwide that have uh, government-issued equipment. And um, it's just sitting around. They're not using it because they've forgotten how to use it. You know, because you get all this stuff at once and it kind of bombards you. Yeah. You get home and it sits on the shelf or you try to use it. And you're not using it to its fullest capabilities because you you've forgotten most of it. I mean, yes, you're only yeah. up there for a few weeks, and uh, they give you all this training. And it's hard to remember it all when you get home. Right. So we we started the support group, the NBVO National Blinded Veterans Organization, and we will help you with the equipment that you've forgotten how to use. You just ask us help, and um, we'll help you out. So. I think it's going pretty good. We've been in, we've only had like um, three or four uh, months worth of um, meetings. And so I think we keep growing and growing. So we're up to 50 members now. Okay. And uh, it's, it's a good thing, I think. So if you want to join it, um, you just find us on Facebook at uh, NBVO and uh, you can just join up. It's free. And uh, we meet once a month and we offer uh, little videos and stuff. Like I told you about the white cane video. Okay. And um, there's all kinds of stuff we're going to be doing in the future. Uh, do you know David King? No. Uh, he's, he started it with me and um, we have uh, six board members now. And uh, we're there once a month to discuss um, what we're going to present for the following month. And, uh, it, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. It's, a, I think, a really good thing for veterans um, to be involved in. It sounds like it. Yeah. So the only only prerequisite is you have, have had to have gone through a BRC in order to be a member. But anybody can listen in, and uh, it's great. So all you so, have to do is go to nbvo.org. Okay. That's our website. And the guy that built our website is blind. He's oh, really? Blind. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I invite you to join in. Um, I can send you an email no. um, invitation. Uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate I'll do that after the show here. Because that's, what, that's what's, you know, kind of confuses me about, the I guess, the state I'm in right now. Because I like living both worlds almost, it seems like, you know, the sighted world and blind world. Right. And when I'm trying to figure things out, and it gets confusing at times, I tell oh, you. Oh, sure, yeah. It uh, that's that's where I'm at too, because I, I I do have, like I said, most of my vision, but uh, it so is. So how do you read text and stuff then? Like when you're on Facebook, you use the speech thing then? Yeah, I do. I use okay, um, uh, or I'll use um like um OrCam or something like that. Okay, uh, some kind that's of that's an amazing device. thing. There. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll use an AI device that'll help, you know, but I, as for reading a book, I can't sit down and read a book anymore because the lines all run together. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I have. So I listen to Audible books. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Now I've been in the my next issue coming up in December for my newsletter. Uh huh. Since I'm learning this stuff, my because I've just recently learned how to use speech and stuff. Right. So I'm trying to, since I'm learning this stuff, I'm implementing this stuff into my newsletter, so people can see how blind people are you know what blind people do and hopefully blind people will enjoy my newsletter also <laughs> right but I'm, I, that's i you know i'm trying to learn how to do that i don't know if i'm doing things right but <laughs> well that's the way i had to start out you just figure it out as you go and uh... yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have start featuring like a couple audio articles in the newsletter uh-huh if that's helpful to people with... oh that will be so much okay. helpful. yeah I have, so, I have problems reading things like that like the website and stuff i, I mean so, it takes forever to, to break it down and read it so if anybody you know wants to make any suggestions on what i can do to make it better for blind people please you know challenge me <laughs> <laughs> i i, I want to do it just challenge me i love well, i love I, a challenge <laughs> at the end of at the end of this uh, interview we'll uh, we'll get all your information and uh, you'll be able to present it out to everyone so they okay. know how to get a hold of you. Um, let's see, what else am I going to talk to you about? Oh, um, what are the challenges do you face as a visually impaired person? Uh, well, uh, ask that again. What other challenges are you facing now as an in, a visually impaired person? Well, right now I'm really struggling with this, you know, change that I've had this year. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so your vision has gotten a lot worse this just this year, right? Yeah, with the blurriness. I mean, I have absolutely no depth perception or anything anymore. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like when I, you know, if I go out fishing, if I was to cast my lure towards the shore, right? I have no idea anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm just throwing it. I don't know how far it's going. You know, I can't. I can't target a spot anymore. You can't hit the same spot twice. No. No. Not like, on a on a good day, maybe. <laughs> right. Now, what's what's better for you, an overcast day or a bright sunny day? I would say overcast day. I've gotten to the point where I just don't like the sun. Uh huh. Yeah, so you I, are photosensitive then. Yeah, I just yeah. It seems like no matter where I face, it seems like no matter what direction I'm facing, I'm facing the sun. It seems like. Yeah. Well, you're out in the middle of a river. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you get some good sunglasses. That's what you need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got those. Yeah. Well, actually, I just got a new pair from uh, the VA that get they get dark by themselves. Whatever you know, tinted. Right. Holy cow! Those things get super dark. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a pair. They, uh, yeah, it's like if I walk into a shaded area, it's like I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while for him to to recover. Yeah. Lighten up again. Uh. I tell you, the VA has helped me so much um, over these past few years. It's uh, it's been ten years now, um, and uh, it's been a big uh, life change and adjustment. That's for sure. Yeah, which I'm sure you're going through that too. But yeah, I want to learn more. You know, things to do to whatever help myself and to help the blind. So right. So, I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, are you looking to do more stuff, um, 
as far as um, hobby related or um, are you trying to um, make a living at it? What What is your, your end goal? Uh, just, I really don't have an end goal. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't thought about it. No, I just like to do what I enjoy to do. Right. And if other people like it, then great. If not, I, you know, I don't care, I guess. I'm going to keep doing what I do. Right. I, I interviewed a guy, and he's become a really good friend of mine. His name is Kelly Reamer. He's, uh, he's out of Kansas. And um, he is a um, knife smith or a bladesmith. And he forges his own blades and stuff like that. So um, he, he enjoys that as a hobby. And then he's also, he sells his knives. So he sells maybe six a year. But uh, he said, it's not about the money. It's about the right. fun that he has making them. And so that, that's what I wanted to do when I started this podcast. It wasn't about the money. It's, um, I mean, if I make money off of this, fine. If I don't, that's fine, too. I enjoy doing it. Plus, I feel it's a good service that I'm getting a lot of information out there to the general public that are listening to this podcast to inform them about what it's like on this side of being um, blind or visually impaired, um, because not all my my guests are completely blind, but uh, we we do amazing things, and um, like um, if you look go back and listen to a lot of my episodes, you'll hear guys that um, they mountain climb. Oh yeah, and um, they fish, they hunt. The, uh, one one lady I just interviewed a couple weeks ago, she is a uh, world champion archer. Um, she's won gold medals, and uh, she's campaigning now to get um, blind archery as an Olympic event. (laughs) They do have archery as an Olympic event, but uh, there are no blind archers that participate in it. But anyhow, um, it's all, there's nothing a blind person can't do. No, we just have to do it a little differently and it may take longer to do than the normal person. All right. And I use that term loosely, normal. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you the one thing I try to stress is, you know, and this, I try to, you know, hold myself to it is try to have fun. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I mean, although I'm struggling with this stuff, I try to, you know, have fun with it anyway. Right. Yeah. The, the main thing that, um, that gets me is I can't just jump in my car and go somewhere right now, you know like I used to, if I wanted to go fishing, I just hopped in the car and go. Right. Right. Um, now I have to rely on someone to take me and, uh, it's not always easy to get a ride, you know? Right. And if I, if I do an Uber, (laughs) how am I going to get home? (laughs) Right. Um, that Uber driver will just leave me out there. (laughs) Most of them don't want to take you out. Um, on these rough roads to get down to the fishing spots. Yeah. That's the same way it is here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot of times if they, you know, like if they get a call to get, you know, pick somebody up at a forest preserve or something, by the time they get there, the person's already gone. Right. So it's been a waste of their time. That's why they don't do it. Right. My wife is an Uber driver and she, uh, she, uh, she, she tells me some horror stories like that, that people call and they, they don't show up for their ride or they, they're not there when you get there. Um, anyhow, uh, let's see, what else do I want to ask you? Is there anything else I might've forgotten to ask you that you want to, 
No, I thought he got it. Okay, good. Just... Well, we're going on about, uh, looks like 52 minutes coming up. Um, so what, um, like I said, what, what does the future look like for you? And uh, what do you plan to do in the next next couple of weeks? What, what do you have on your schedule right now? Oh, boy. Uh, see, just uh, not a whole bunch, I guess. <laughs> Got to do my backyard, all the leaves. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that time see, of year. Now, this, well, see, this is a good time of year for me because this drives me crazy since I have no depth perception and stuff. I got a small backyard and, you know, small yard and everything. So I still mow it, but it's very hard because I, I, without my depth perception, you know, when you mow and you got that line that you straddle for the next row. Right. (laughs) For some reason I lose the line and I end up going like at a 45 degree angle all the time. (laughs) So it takes me like three times longer to mow my yard now. (laughs) Right. But now with the leaves on the ground, so I mulch my leaves, so now now I'll be able to see where I'm going. <laughs> right, because you got that blanket leaf. <laughs> right, yeah. So when you do make a pass, it's a it's a clear. Uh, there's no leaves, so you know that you've right, already done. Right, right. Oh, I bet I bet my neighbors laugh at me when I mow my grass. There's been many times where I, you know, because I've tried to focus so hard on staying on that line. Right. And then when I get down to the point where I turn around, I, I look, I'm like, you know, I went at a 45 degree angle again and I throw my arms up in the air and stuff. <laughs> I must look like a freak. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they still love you, man. And then I started putting, you know, flags to mark the spots and stuff. Oh, <laughs> well, that's smart. Yeah. Did that help? Yeah, it did a little bit, but it got to be a pain in the butt. So I got to come up with something else. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have to get off the lawnmower to put a little white flag in the ground? Is that how you do no, it? No, it's a push lawnmower. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that big of a backyard. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried cutting our grass. Uh, we got a riding lawnmower. We had a big yard, and uh, I just can't do it. I, I tried so hard to keep a straight line. And, um, I mean, it's probably um, 100, uh, 100 feet from one end to the other and um it's hard to keep a straight line even when you have sight right uh so it's um my wife won't allow me on the lawnmower anymore (laughs) (laughs) because she had to come back and do it after i was done anyway Uh, i love it though i love getting out on the lawnmower oh that's why i keep doing it i I like mowing my yard i don't care how hard it is i like doing it that's that she's she just doesn't get it. I, I want to get out and do something. I want to help. You know, it's like I'm helpless around the house. Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. It's, uh, it kind of um, emasculates you, you know, that um, I guess that's the right word I'm looking for. It um, makes you feel less of a man, you know, when you can't do manly things around. Yeah, especially simple things. Yeah, I mean, I used to do this kind of stuff in my sleep, you know. Now, um, it's, it's everything I've got just to try and do it and then not be successful. It's really a big letdown. Yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. I think we all do. It's, uh, it's tough to overcome. It just, uh, I'm in awe of these guys who, like I said, go out and do mountain climbing, fishing, um, hunting, 
I mean, um, it's 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 amazing what a blind person can do when they really put their mind to it. Uh, there's whitewater rafting that they do. There's oh yeah, cool stuff. Um, I'm just gonna <laughs> well, to, I'm gonna have to get out there and do it. I guess that's all there is to it. Oh yeah, you should. All right, man. Well, uh, we're coming up on an hour, and I'm I don't want to take too much more of your time. But all I right. appreciate you coming. Now, is there anything you want to plug right away? Uh, no, just check out my newsletter. You know, your listeners can and yeah, give them the address there to check that out. Oh wow, I don't know what that is. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> or how can they find it? Let me put it that way. Let's see. How can you find it? Mm. How about if I? I don't know. See how can I? How can you find that? I'll have to think about that and shoot you a link or something, I guess. Okay. I can add that <laughs> later on. That'd link. probably be the best way. Okay. It sounds good. I mean, I I, 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 I have to tell you, I pay attention to everything you do uh-huh. because I find, you know, like what you're doing with the podcast, you know, you're doing a bunch of stuff that, you know, computer type stuff and everything. So I find all that stuff interesting, how you're doing all this stuff that you're doing. Uh, I'm just, I'm learning it as I go, man. Yeah, same same with me. So that's why I pay attention to what other people are doing. You know, when I went to Heinz, I, 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 this is when I got the idea to start the podcast was when I was at Heinz. Because uh, we would be sitting around the dinner table talking and uh, I hear all these stories from all these guys. And I'm thinking, man, people need to hear this. I know, yeah. And so I, I just got out my cell phone and started recording them right there at the table talking and it just went from there. I said, oh, I got an iPad and I can use that. So I, I started doing that. I found some free software to uh, to record it online and to get it out there. Um, and that's where it started. And so uh, I've been doing everything I do is with free, you know, it's free stuff. Um, I'm looking for a free hosting site so I can get, uh, get a website going and things like that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Anyway, um, like I said, it's a learning process for me as I go, and um, hopefully it gets better and better each day, each week. But I've got uh, two seasons in now. And, well, congrats. Uh, yeah, and uh, there's probably about 45 episodes, something like that. Um, okay. So you got a lot of back listening to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but anyway, man, it's been a pleasure having you here. And uh, as soon as you get all that information together, send me the links and uh, I'll get it on one of my episodes coming up. Okay. All right. Sounds great. All right, buddy. Pleasure talking to you. And uh, folks, it's been a great, uh, great visit here with Terry. And uh, if you have any questions that you want me to ask, uh, just uh, send me an email. You can send it to theblindspot298 at gmail.com. That's theblindspot298 at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you can find podcasts. That's typically where we'll be. So, um, again, it's been a great time. Um, Terry, I want to thank you again. Mm -hmm.